Hello and welcome to Raising Learners, a conversation about supporting your child's learning in school and at home. Throughout this series, we discuss questions like how to build a great relationship with your child's school and teacher, how to keep your child safe online, and how to navigate the sometimes challenging final years of high school. I'm Julie Green from raisingchildren.net.au and I'll be hosting today's episode. I want to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands where each of us are recording today and to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. For me, that's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Today we're talking about the value of parents being active in their school community and my guest today is Gail McCarty, Executive Officer from Parents Victoria. A big warm welcome, Gail. Morning, Julie. Gail, we know that when parents and carers and families are active in their school community, that it really brings connections with people and and support that can be really beneficial. Can you perhaps kick off by talking us through why parents connecting with other parents is so important and how do those benefits flow through to children and families more broadly? Different benefits to be had from being engaged in the school community and how school functions? Look, the overall benefit is definitely backed up of decades of research, Julie, in regard to um, if you do family engagement well, um, you certainly will have students have better outcomes for future success. So would you say there are different benefits to be had from parents engaging in the specific aspects of how a school functions and and its services? I'm thinking like library or canteen. Are there benefits uh, to be had that are different there compared to those earlier connections, those more social benefits that parents might get? That's right. There's the traditional ways, but those other opportunities like you describe with some of those other sort of regular duties as we might describe them, um, they actually provide an opportunity for um, parents or carers or um, a relevant person to the young person attending that school to not only see them being involved and engaging, but the the benefits to the actual individual is quite incredible because they actually form friendships, they build relationships, um, they get an understanding about the school environment, um, but also young people particularly are in awe. And even though they may not say that outwardly, um, they are very excited to see those people. And and you only have to um, talk with your children as they become young adults themselves. and And we ask them questions like, what were the highlights? And they're the things they remember. Are you saying kids love seeing their parents in the school community? They do. And um, and the thing with that is, like I say, where schools can recognise those opportunities and promote those opportunities, it's really important too that f- families, parents and carers um, liaise with the school about what those opportunities may be because every school is a little different in the local context. Okay. Uh, so... How, in your experience, um, have you seen uh, how parents can help other parents to connect? I mean, parents and families have busy lives. So what are some of the ways parents can perhaps encourage other parents to connect with their school? 
Well, I think the most important bit is to um, sort of unpack the misconception about volunteering, um, about time poor parents and carers. Often that is because... um, parents and carers are not clear about what they're permitted to do or not to do. Um, So it's important that um, we acknowledge that a lot of these um, people have other competing demands on them uh, personally um, because now, you know, people are uh, competing with work demands and also the caring demands, but also not just the caring demands of their children but also of the um, extended family component. Um, If parents were aware that the contribution you make and how valuable it is for your child, we think people again would gain a lot more joy from those roles. And and we need to acknowledge those contributions. It's That's incredibly important. And we should be amplifying that joy and happiness um, that the children and the school community gain from everybody connecting. Mm, so I'm interested in um, your comment about volunteering, you know, uh, doesn't mean you're locked in forever. So for some parents, they might be thinking a weekly commitment, they just, it's too much, they can't manage that. Uh, so what can that volunteering look like? What What are the different versions of volunteering? Yeah, very good point, um, Julie, because the volunteering today, um, the research says that it's very episodic. Um, that's because of the competing time on, on people, um, those demands. So experienced school parents could approach um, other parents and act as like buddies and support people to the new people that are a bit more sort of uh, not as confident and, and, and a bit reluctant. Um, it's really important to have like handover opportunities between parent to parent and also from the school leadership team um, to sort of support and to uh, encourage and, of course, if there's existing parent groups about how they share their information and promote what they do to the other parents in the school community and what what works um, and what things that have been tried in the past but never be uh, closed to ideas that get re-raised again by new people coming in, nothing worse than dismissing someone's idea, always explore the potential opportunities. And the support that other parents and carers can offer can be both practical and personal. The practical help with the day-to-day realities of parenting, supporting a local neighbour about walking your child to school, case of emergency, um, the comfort casserole, all those things are still things that, you know, even though they've been going on for many years, they may look slightly different in the 21st century, um, but they're all certain things that uh, parents do in support of each other. And this is the great thing about a school landscape because that's where you get the opportunity to extend those networks. Mm, great. Uh, thanks, Gail. And schools communicate with parents, um, you know, through intranets and newsletters and so on. Are they good touch points to find out about how to connect with the school and parents to connect with others as well? Do you see that? Definitely. And everyone has a little different way of doing it. I mean, obviously, there's some rules and protocols around social platforms. And understandably, we we need to do that because of keeping children safe and also the adults as well. Um, But certainly, um, determining right at the outset about what works for your local community is critical. Um, So, Different cultures do use different apps um, and different platforms and um, other people have sort of um, preferences about how they want to communicate. So it's really important that 
parents have an opportunity, a space in their school newsletter and online platforms where those voices can be amplified and shared um, to allow that reach out and that connection is really important for the school to play a role in that facilitation. Just doesn't happen by osmosis. Certainly when there's a, um, a situation at hand, people do rally and get behind each other if there's a crisis in the community. I think our bushfires in particular are a good example of that. Um, but just the day-to-day connections, it's really important for schools and families to know how each other prefer to work and how they wish to communicate. So um, that's all very helpful. Camps and excursions and things like that, often it's always, you know, as we understand, not everybody gets to go to volunteer um, and schools have to do a selection process. So it's really helpful to share those experiences with others and to encourage others to put their hand up to to do those things um, in the future. So it's really important that um, parents have had the opportunity sort of to share those experiences and that all can be done, as I say, through those platforms and newsletters where you can share those experiences. Uh, well, I, you, you've already referred to some you know, different avenues that parents and carers can become involved in in school activities uh, and I can hear from what you're saying, some are more informal and others are more formal. So does it matter whether parents go um, down the formal track, uh, say school council, for example, or informal avenues? Well, in answer to that question is there's the opportunity to do both or either. I would highly um, suggest it's really important around, I'll just start with the school councils because that is the governance group of the school and it's elected annually on a two-yearly cycle. Parents should be encouraged to look at the school website and learn about the school council and what they do, the areas of responsibility and the educators and the community members, the positions you can be co-opted on if you are a community member the wonderful you know resources um, that now the department website um, has uh, available to people to look at in their own time, um, which is really great because you actually can work through, you can watch a video, you can work through um, some training modules, even if you don't even nominate to be the council, you can give them can give them a bit of a crack and have a look at it and think, yeah, this is something for me. It will not only, strengthen and add value to the school community, but it'll also um, strengthen and add value to your own personal uh, skill base. Um, So there's lots of opportunities there. Um, And that also allows the school in doing their strategic plan and their um, annual plan going forward to make sure they've got the temperature check about the objectives and the needs of the students in that current cohort of enrolment of families. Um, so that's why it's critical to have the voice of parents and community on that governance group, as we would also amplify the importance of student voice in there too. Parents Victoria could not go without saying that um, the former parent club at the school or parent association, some people like to refer them to in Victoria, um, that is a great platform to join, listen and learn. Um, understandably, some people have sort of misconceptions about the group, but technically the way we view them is like an advisory council, a think tank. They're a way where schools can do temperature checks with the family on certain um ideas that the school might be thinking of looking at uh, pathways they might be entering down um, and changes so then no no one's taken by surprise about things that the school might be looking to do with the students in the future Um, and it's also another way to get to know other parents and learn how the school embraces that parent voice and you know again 
you know, I have been involved for many years in those groups, both school councils and parent clubs, and um, they have been um, a great experience in my in my time. Um, the volunteering activities like the library, canteen, excursions and camps, etc., as we referred to before, as I've said, they're, they're all things that do happen and um, can be also performed by other people uh, in the family if um, obviously with all the appropriate checks and cross balances with the school and permissions. Um, but, you know, that's where um, I can't emphasise enough that, you know, schools are not just about the students and learning. They're, they're about the, um, the local community hub. They are very much um, a, a institution in a local community that should be highly embraced and supported. Mm, what a great reminder um, that schools are so connected and want to be a part of community. Gail, you know, lots of families um, adjust to those different avenues of connecting with school when their children start primary school. And um, and then, you know, there's the move to secondary school. So there might be new ways um, to learn about being involved in school and school community. Would you say there is a difference between parents and carers engage in their roles in secondary and primary schools? So in the primary um, school sector, there is so many great community activities associated with the school community that school can um, promote and engage parents in. So, for example, in the primary area, you've got opportunities to do the twilight sporting events. Um, You can also do things like... um, Reading Under the Stars is a literacy event. Um, there's always the traditional sort of opportunities of celebrating points of time in the year, um, be that around, you know, Easter, Christmas, all those sort of traditional things. But also now, because we are such a, a multicultural society, there is all those very different cultural activities that you can invite um, and involving not just the parents and carers, but other extended uh, family members like grandparents, etc., and also sort of local external community groups um, where they can come in and teach children playing instruments and things like that. Uh, local band groups come and perform. Um, look, it, it's just an endless list of opportunities. But again, it's about how schools and the parent and carers in that school community identify what is available in the local area. For the secondary schools, it's slightly different. And the research will say that um, parents and carers, you know, do want to step back. But in fact, it also argues that that's probably the biggest time of need for adolescents where things are being tested. Um, So secondary schools traditionally have done things like, you know, career expos, information evenings, um, about the certain learning disciplines in the school, um, you know, showcasing hospitality with the students um, at a particular event and uh, Parents Victoria would urge schools where you can combine, do the combination of both um, because then not only do you get um, the information but you also get to experience as an adult about what your child has learnt in that particular year level um, in, in the subject discipline that they're learning. Um, but also added to that, I mean, I just think of, you know, some wonderful opportunities my girls had at secondary school um, and one which I felt that was not just a school event, it was a whole of Victoria event, was the Great Victorian Bike Ride at the secondary school level. So there wasn't just the students that um, onboarded to that event. There was, you know, there was staff, there was families were invited along if they wanted to sign up to the event. 
But then, of course, then young people were doing an event with wider community people across the state. And the great thing about that opportunity is that ride is done in different places around Victoria. Um, So, you know, there's a whole lot of experiences that you're exposed to, not just as a child, but as the parent and carer. And uh, that's one I really like to highlight. Um, So the differences there about what role you play is that in any sector of your child's learning, you're still the carer and the role model. Um, But how you engage with the school in either of those sectors is going to be critically important. Um, So it's always important from a school's perspective, they understand where the family is at and given at any time of that child's life um, and how you engage with the parent and carer through those um, processes and just providing the opportunity and for families to be asking about what those opportunities are. So, Gail, you know, parents and families move through challenges at different times. They might be financial, housing, work-related, relationship um, breakups and so on. Um, Why is it important for parents to be able to connect into help from others um, or from perhaps from more formal supports if they need it? I think the first starting point is to, for a school community, for a school leadership team um, and the wellbeing team too, is that the first important thing is they have to know their families and understand how they tick. And we all have varying value belief systems. Um, So it's really important that schools and families work together on that. And there will be times where people will be reluctant and apprehensive in doing the help seeking um, because it's all a matter of how that relationship, the strength of that relationship, it's around trust. And it's not because the school technically has done anything wrong. It could be something, a trauma from the past or something that's happened in the life of that person that gives them that apprehension. But what we, Parents Victoria, we, every time we come in contact with a parent, we always urge them um, to seek that support um, because the insights and the opportunities, it's not mandating that they have to accept the advice. It's just about being open to the advice or listening to how that may help them or their child through that uh, situation or that passage of time. Um, It's, you know, it's really important that Victorian parents and carers do reach out when, when there is a need. And there are so many agencies and support services available in Victoria that sometimes there's parents that don't really understand how to access there or or how to navigate their way. And this is where our organisation has um, facilitated those opportunities and, and that's how we come to meet wonderful people like you, Julie, at the Raising Children Network. Um, so that's important that um, we can't assume, you know, parents don't know what they don't know. So it's really important that we all lead with a positive and caring approach and we build that uh, confidence in people um, to take that plunge. Mm, it's really great to hear you say that, Gail, because um, navigating through challenges um, with some professional support can really help um, sort of uh, reorientate um parents and families back on to an even keel and to to work through those times uh, until, you know, they find themselves in smoother waters perhaps. So what would be some of the support services that you would connect school parents with? 
Well, it's quite wide ranging. I mean, obviously, as I say, you've got to know, have a bit of an understanding and insight to the the person or the family in that particular situation about what they've prepared to share with you at a given, given time, right through the journey of life that all parents or carers will need a support at one point in time and it's um it can come from families and friends health and child care professional you know ch- professionals information community resources agencies that um, have a particular area of interest there's um, for example rainbow families um there's also the indigenous groups um there's the local you know local aboriginal education consultative groups what we know as the laaecgs um you know grandparents victoria foster care association there is so many organizations out there and of course there's also parent line um and i think it's really important too that as the parenting load does increase at different times of, you know, particularly through the adolescent years, they often are very challenging for parents um, with contributing factors that could and influences in the life of their child. Um, so it's really important that people don't feel um, that embarrassment or, or shame um, because there's nothing shameful about it. Um, we don't, none of us come with a parenting manual. Um, we're all learning at any given time. Um, but I think it's just reminding people that uh, in your local community, you may be not aware to exactly what services supports are available. So it's really important to seek and ask other people about what could be helpful. So, Gail, you've given us so much in this conversation. To summarise, what would your top tips and takeaways be for parents listening? Look, the most important thing for families in the school landscape is that right from the outset when they step into a school, it's being open on how how much information they're going to share with the school about their child and their family. Um, This is really important um, because then what that does is open the door for the school then to engage and offer what that may be the journey going forward as far as opportunities where families can be engaged and participate in the life of their child at school. Um, The next one would be um, being very clear about to the school about how you want to be communicated with That is so critical. Things and families change all the time. Who is the key contact? All those type of things. So it's really important to keep that information up to date with your school and families being very open about what they're they're comfortable in in that space and and being a little flexible with that because schools are notoriously busy and so it's really important for families for that to be successful, give as many, you know, what their availability is, how they want to be communicated to and with and... um, um, and how they engage successfully with the school, that's that's highly important. Um, the next one would be that, um, look, if things do go wrong at any point in time, you know, there will be hiccups, there always is in life, um, but to give to each other as in, you know, if we all we all can make mistakes and sometimes we can misinterpret information or miscommunicate or hear something incorrectly. Um, So, you know, being open to have a conversation with the school about when things do go wrong, um, you know, to to go with an open mindset and obviously a bit of fact-checking. And we perform at our best um, when we're all really proactive rather than being reactive. So it's about us to role modelling to children with a caring approach um, with the schools because they are people with a lot of responsibility. And as parents, we we have the biggest responsibility to role model to our children. And I think lastly is just about how we keep strengthening those relationships um, 
and how we give to the relationship as parents and carers and, and how we build on those opportunities to give the children and young people, be it a primary school or a secondary school or any other learning setting, about how we contribute and work together better. Oh, Gail, that's a wonderful note to finish on. Thanks so very much. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and tell your friends. For more tips and information about the topics we've covered today, visit raisingchildren.net.au and education.vic.gov.au. I'd also like to acknowledge the Department of Education and Training Victoria for their support of this series. We hope you'll join us again next time. 